Welcome to The Heart Zone, featuring George Cannon. This broadcast is a time of teaching and encouragement from Kerwinsville Christian Church. For more information, we invite you to visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. And now for a message from The Heart Zone. Here's George Cannon. You know, one of the most popular topics... Today, we looked at it, we started to look at it last week in this section of verses that we're looking at. One of the most popular topics among Christians, almost always, if you do a series on it, you're going to have people there who are interested, they want to know, and it's about when Jesus is coming back, about the second coming of Christ. That is a very popular topic today. It's probably the number one thing that sells in Christian bookstores is the latest book or whatever about Jesus coming back. If you bother watching the TV preachers, I don't watch them, but if you bother watching them, more than likely, almost always, they're going to have a series that they're going to offer you either on CD or DVD concerning what, folks? The return of Jesus Christ. That seems to be a very popular topic. And with that, most of us, I'm going to be very honest with you, because this is our tendency Most of us allow what these teachers tell us, whether they're good or bad, to dictate what we believe about the second coming rather than what the scriptures teach us. Did you hear what I said? Most of us allow the teachers, whether good or bad, to dictate what we believe about the second coming rather than what the scriptures say. And so usually when we talk about prophecy or we talk about the return of Jesus Christ and the coming of his kingdom, A lot of times when we have a discussion, almost always you'll hear somebody say, well, I was taught this, or or, this is what some preacher told me. Here's what I want you to understand, folks. The issue of the second coming and what you believe about it is not even so much what I tell you. It's what the Holy Spirit reveals to you from his word. Do you understand what I'm saying? The issue isn't what some preacher told you. The issue is what the Bible tells you. And we're going to see that again today. Remember, last week we looked at verses 20 through 25. Jesus is confronted by these Pharisees who want to know about when this kingdom is coming, because obviously they've been listening to Jesus, and Jesus is talking about the kingdom. And he makes some points to them. Number one, he says it's not observable. It's not something that you can watch happening. It's not even something that somebody can point to you. But rather, it's among you, that he's the kingdom. Jesus is among you. That's the kingdom. He then goes on and tells his disciples, just look with me real quick here. He goes on and tells his disciples that they're going to long for that day. We see that in verse 22. That there are going to be people who are going to tell them falsely, look here or he's over here, so you've got to ignore those false prophets. But it's going to happen suddenly, verse 24. But he says the first thing that's got to take place that sets it all in motion, verse 25, is the cross, his suffering on the cross. Now we get to verse 26 through verse 37, and Jesus is going to tell us what happens during this time. And that's really what a lot of us want to know is, what's going to happen? Well, I'm going to be honest with you, he gives us a brief description. There are other passages that really get into more of exactly what's going to happen there. But our purpose today is look at what Luke is, because Luke is going to tell us some things about what's going to happen, but he has a purpose and telling us what's going to happen. He has a purpose. It's not just to give you facts about what's going to happen. He wants you and I to develop a mindset. 
He wants you and I to be aware of some things in our life. Do you understand? He wants us to do an introspection when it comes to return of Jesus Christ. So I want you to notice with me, we're going to look at verse 26 through verse 37, and we're going to see several things here today as we look at this passage. Look with me at verse 26. And so it was in the days of Noah, and so it will also be in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, it was also in the days of Lot. They ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so, it will be in that day when the Son of Man is revealed. In that day, he who is on a housetop and his goods are in the house, let him not come down and take them away. And likewise, the one who is in the field, let him not return back. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever seeks his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life will preserve it. I tell you that in that night there will be two men in one bed. One will be taken and the other will be left. Two women will be grinding together. One will be taken and the other left. Two men will be in a field. One will be taken and the other left. And they answered and said to him, Where, Lord? So he said to them, Wherever the body is, there the eagles will gather together. Here's what we're going to do, folks. We're going to take this passage, and we're going to basically divide it into three sections here for us to understand. Number one, we're going to see what life will be like at that time. What life will be like at that time. What I mean by life there, I'm talking about everyday life, like you and I exist in everyday life right now. What's it going to be like when Jesus comes back? Then we're going to see the coming. He's going to tell us some things about the coming of Jesus. And then verses 31 through 37, he's going to give us some instructions. So let's, first of all, let's talk about what life will be like. I want you to look at verse 26 through verse 29. Because we hear, I hear this a lot today. Because, you know, as people look at our world today, we look at the economy going bad. Maybe you don't like who's in office. You'll hear people say that Jesus is coming back. Why? Because it's going to be like as the days of Noah. And usually when they talk about the days of Noah, most always they're talking about that it's going to be a terrible time. Well, that's probably true if you listen to some pastor who told you that. But if you look at what the scripture says, we're going to see a couple of things that come out of this passage. So look again with me. We're just going to look at the first part. Look with me at verse 26 and 27. And as it was in the days of Noah, so it will also be in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Here's what I want you to see. The first thing I want you to see about that time when Jesus comes back, with the days of Noah, like being in the days of Noah. Here's what I want you to see. Everyday life will seem normal. The emphasis here, he's talking about two illustrations. He's going to talk about the days of Noah and then the days of Lot. Both of them existed during a time when calamity came upon them. For Noah, it was the flood that destroyed all the world. For Lot, it was fire and brimstone that came down and wiped out Sodom and Gomorrah in judgment. Both of them lived in a time of judgment. But right before the judgment came, here's what Jesus is saying. Life was normal. Life was normal, just like today. 
Because, like, I mean, yesterday I was driving by, I noticed that there was a wedding at one of our churches. He said, in that day when Jesus comes by, people will be getting married. People will take to themselves wives. You're going to have guys who get married. And there are going to be gals who are given in marriage. People will buy that day. There will be a sale that day. There probably will be a yard sale that day. Life will go on as normal. That's what he all wants you to understand. It's not like everything's going to be, oh, it must be the time. Everything, the world's it's coming. No, you're not even going to, nobody's even going to be ready for it. That's the next thing I want you to see there. Evil and sin will be a part of everyday life. Here's the thing I want you to understand. We like to look at it and say, oh boy, it must have been really bad when Noah died about how the sin was taken over the world. Oh, it must have been really bad in Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, it was bad, but it's bad today too. It's bad. And, and I've explained something to you. It's always been bad. Sin has always existed. Evil has always existed. And what Jesus is trying to say is, is the point here is that life at the time is just going to be normal. Evil and sin are going to exist rampantly. They always have. In fact, you, you might be arguing with me. You might be saying, you know, I don't know if I agree with you, George. Well, let me just point something out to you. Do you realize the sins in Jesus' day when Jesus existed and was sharing are just as bad as they are today, if not worse? Do you realize that? The sins in Jesus' day were just as bad as they are today, if not worse. That's something we need to grab a hold of. So what's the point Jesus is wanting us to make here? He wants us to understand, because he's going to make a point here for you and I to grasp here, because this is the point he's moving to, because he's moving us towards this instruction period, is, is that life is going to seem normal. Life is going to seem normal. Everybody's going to do what they're doing. They're going to go to the races that day. They're going to go to the fair. If the fair is going on, they're going to go to parties. You know, they're going to be, life is going to be normal. There's going to be weddings and festivities. People are going to go fishing. I mean, life is going to be normal. And then it will happen. The coming. In fact, that's notice with me. That's the next section here. Verse 30. Look at what he says in verse 30. And even so, it will be in that day when the Son of Man is revealed. What's he saying here? A couple of things. No one will be prepared for it. It's going to happen suddenly. I mean, life is going to go on normal. I mean, you, nobody's going to be anticipating. Here's what's going on here in this passage. There's a crisis that's coming. Jesus is coming, folks. And just like in the days of Noah, and just like in the days of Lot... Up until the time where Noah went into the ark, or up until the time when Lot was led out of Sodom and Gomorrah by the angels, life went on as normal, and then all of a sudden what? Judgment happened. That's the way it's going to be when Jesus comes back. Life is going to be normal, and no one will be prepared for it. No one. In fact, it's going to be totally shocking. Nobody's going to expect it. I mean, isn't that why Jesus would, in other passages in the Gospels, even in Luke, will say that it will be like a thief in the night? How many of you, how many of you, when you get robbed, were expecting to get robbed? If you were expecting it, you probably were ready. You had Smith and Wesson with you. You know what I'm saying? You were ready for it. This is the point he's making here. Nobody's expecting this. Nobody is prepared for it. But here's what he's saying here, verse 30. His coming will happen suddenly. Suddenly. He already told us that a little bit earlier in a few verses before that when he told us 
that it was going to be like lightning in the sky. Nobody expects lightning when it comes. Jesus is going to return suddenly. It's going to happen suddenly. Just like that. And when it happens, it's going to happen. Folks, you're not, you can't anticipate it. You can't expect it. The reality is, is when it comes, it's going to happen, and it's going to happen suddenly. Suddenly. So you say, okay, George, so what do we do with that then? I mean, life's going to be normal. Nobody's going to be expecting it. And all of a sudden, there it is. What do we do? Well, Jesus gives us some instructions. Gives us, Jesus gives us some things to think about now. We're going to see that in verse 31 to 37. Because he wants us to be prepared. Even though you don't know when it's going to happen, even though it's going to happen suddenly, even though you can't expect it and life's going to go on as normal, but you and I need to, is what we're going to see here is Jesus is telling us, we need to adopt a mindset. We need to adopt a, a, way of, a line of thinking. We need to adopt a, a way of living so that when it happens, you're ready. Even though you don't know when it's going to happen, you're ready. So let's notice with me, he's going to say several things here. First of all, look with me at verse 31. He's going to give us the first thing he wants us to think about here. He says, In that day, he who is on the housetop, and his goods are in the house, let him not come down and take them away. Likewise, the one who is in a field, let him not turn back. Here's what he's saying. Hold on loosely to the things of this world. Hold on loosely to the things of this world. How many of you saw in the news all the fires that have been happening. I think the fires that were raging in Colorado, wiping out homes and, and, and suburb areas there. Kind of a unique pattern thing, kind of a fiery cauldron thing that was going on there with the wildfires. And I was listening on the radio, and I was listening to them talking to some of the people who lost everything. And here, here's, here's what they said. That there was basically no warning whatsoever to the fire coming into their place. And they said they did not even have time to grab picture books or any valuables. That they had to leave and flee immediately. And I thought about that. I even thought about that as I was, what is our natural tendency? If you knew the flood was coming and the area gets flooded and you know your house is going to be flooded, it's going to be wiped out or whatever, what are you grabbing first? Have you ever thought of that? So probably you're thinking your valuables, rings and stuff. You maybe are thinking, you know, picture books, get the albums together, all the pictures and stuff. I mean, have you thought about that? I've thought about that. I've thought about grabbing my computer. Do you know what I'm saying? What, what would you grab? Some of you would be your guns. You know, you would grab your stuff. Here's what Jesus is saying. In that day when it comes, when it happens, when he comes back, there's going to be a guy on the roof. The guy on the roof shouldn't even worry about what's inside the house. The guy who's in the field shouldn't even worry about getting back to the house to get something. Why? Because you and I need to hold on loosely to the things of this world. See, why do we go back? If there's tragedy, if, there, if we know there's a fire, why do we grab the picture book? Why do we grab our computers? Why, why do we grab this stuff, the valuables, the rings, and all of that? Why? Why? Because those are the things that we hold, what, dearly to, valuable to. I mean, you think about it. Some of you would die for your family photo albums, wouldn't you? Why? Memories. There's the pictures of the kids when they were small. And you can sit back and you remember. See, here's the thing. Jesus is saying, if you're going to have a mindset where you realize that life is going to be normal and that all of a sudden it's going to happen, nobody's going to be prepared for it. When it happens, you need to hold on loosely 
You need to hold on loosely to the things of this world. Why? Look now at verse 32 because it makes sense. Look at what he says there. Remember Lot's wife. Huh? Well, if you go back to Genesis, if you go back to the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, if you remember, Abraham intercedes with God concerning Sodom and Gomorrah and says, if there, if there are righteous people there, would you destroy the city for the righteous? And God said no. What happens is, is he sends angels there. God sends angels there. And, and they go to Lot and his family. And they take Lot and his family. And the interesting thing is that they have to forcibly remove them. They don't even want to leave there. Judgment's coming. They don't want to leave because they're so in love with the place. They grab a hold of Lot and his wife and his two daughters and they leave town. And what happens is, is as judgment is happening, as fire and brimstone is falling on Sodom and Gomorrah, Lot's wife looks back. Now you say, well, what's the big deal? Obviously she wanted to see what's going on there. Because wouldn't you, I mean, if you knew the place, the fire is coming down, you'd be like, well, what's happening back there, you know? Well, the Hebrew word actually means that she longingly looked back. Her heart was there. And what happened was is that as soon as she looked back longingly towards Sodom, she turned into a pillar of salt, the scripture tells us. Now Jesus is saying to us, he says, look, if you're on the rooftop, don't worry about what's inside. If you're on the field, don't worry about going back. Remember Lot's wife. What's the point here he's making? Consider the warnings concerning unbelief. Consider the warning concerning unbelief. See, here's the thing. Why do we hold on? Why is it when we're faced with either God or this world, God or this world, we always gravitate back to this world? Why? Our unbelief. Our lack of trust in God. And what happens is, in that day when it's going to come, there are going to be some people who are going to be really shocked because what they really long for is not Jesus, but this world. And they're going to face judgment. And Jesus is saying, you hold on loosely to the things of this world, folks. I'm coming back. It's going to be normal. You don't know when it's going to happen. It's going to happen suddenly. But in the meantime, you need to develop a mindset that what? A mindset that holds on loosely to the things of this world. So yeah, you got plans for your house. Hold on loosely. Yeah, you got plans for the future, what you want to do, that vacation you want to take. Hold on loosely. Hold on loosely. Because if you hold on to it too tight, it's really showing you where your heart is. It's not with Jesus. Your heart is with the things of this world. So consider the warning concerning unbelief. And then he goes on in verse 33, and he gives us another point of instruction here. Look with me, verse 33. For whoever seeks to save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life will preserve it. Here's what he's saying. Your allegiances will be revealed. Where your heart is, where your heart is and what you truly are aligned with will be revealed in that day. Because it's going to be what you're seeking. And if you lose it, you'll gain it, Jesus says. But if you seek your life, you seek to preserve everything in the midst of all of the calamity that's going to come, you'll lose it. Because that's where your allegiance is. In that day, your allegiance, what you really are seeking after, is going to be revealed. And if it's all about you, and it's always been all about you, you're going to lose it. But it's about if it's about God, and that you would give up whatever for God, it'll be revealed. It'll be revealed, and your allegiances will be revealed in that day. 
It will be revealed in that day. So he's saying, look man, hold on loosely. Consider the warnings because those who hold on tightly to this thing, they're going to face judgment because in that day, your allegiance is going to be revealed. What you're really seeking after is going to be revealed. Why? Because here's what Jesus says. Humanity, verse 34 through 36, will be divided in judgment. Look with me. Look at what he says there. I tell you, in that night there will be two men in one bed and one will be taken and the other will be left. Two women will be grinding together. One will be taken and the other left. Two men in the field, one will be taken and the other left. What's going on here? Well, if you read every, if you read the rapture into everything, you're going to read that as, oh, that's talking about the rapture. That is not what it's talking about here. Actually, what it's talking about, the word taken there is not meaning to be taken in the rapture. That's not what it's talking about. How do you know that, George? Because the word taken there is a term of judgment. So what he's saying here is, is if you read it literally, it means this. Two men will be in a bed. One will be taken in judgment and the other left. Two women will be grinding together. One will be taken in judgment and the other left. Two men will be in a field. One will be taken in judgment and the other left. What's going on here? What Jesus is saying is, is that your allegiances are going to be real because the judgment is coming, folks, and the judgment is going to divide humanity. And some will be taken in judgment. That's what's going to happen in the end. Some will be taken in judgment. Humanity will be divided. Now, some of you immediately are going to be thinking, well, well, you know, wait a minute, George, you know, what I was taught is about these events and everything. I understand that, and there are more particulars to the aspect, but you've got to understand Jesus is giving an overview in this thing right here, and that's what we're looking at here. Because what he wants us to understand is you and I need to deal with our attitudes and what we hold on to in this passage. Not that you know the particulars of what's going to happen. You understand? Jesus is not interested in you knowing the particulars of what's going to happen in this passage because he's dealing with our attitudes. And the attitudes that he's dealing with is, look, folks, while you're waiting for it to happen, understand that when it happens, who you are is going to be really revealed. That there's a judgment that's going to take place. So hold on loosely to the things of this world. Hold on loosely. What are you living for? That's the point of the passage. That's the point of the passage. In fact, if you look at verse 37, it's an interesting verse, an interesting statement that, that Jesus is dealing with here. The disciples, they listen to all of this and they, say, they answer it and say, Where, Lord? It's like, man, Jesus, wow. Where is this going to take place? That's the question he's being asked here. Where? Jesus gives an interesting answer here. Look at what he says, verse 37. Wherever the body is... There the eagles will gather together. Huh? Well, I, I think we can aware of it. I, if I say it in everyday Kerwinsville talk, wherever the deer is laying, the vultures will gather. Now do you relate to him? He's giving a proverb from his day. Basically, he's making a point here. Here's what he's saying. Spiritual death brings judgment. Where is it going to happen? Wherever there's spiritual death. Well, where's spiritual death, George? Everyone who does not know Jesus Christ is what? Spiritually dead. And because they exist and they continue in their sin, what's going to happen to this world, folks? Judgment is coming. Where? Everywhere. Everywhere, Jesus is saying. 
This is going to be happening everywhere when it comes, when it happens. So again, let me just remind you, the issue of the point of what Jesus is saying here is not that you know the intricate details of everything that's happening here. But rather, he is wanting you to deal with your mindset concerning the return. He's wanting you to deal with your attitudes about how you're living your life now and what you're holding on to strongly or loosely now. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's the issue of this passage. So with that in mind, there's three things I want to give you as we close our time today. Here's the first one. Here's the first question. Do you live each day ready for his return? I want you to think about that. Just don't give me this, oh yeah, George, I'm ready. Come quickly, Jesus. The good spiritual answer. No, 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 no. no, no. Don't, don't give me the Sunday answer. Give me the Wednesday answer. Do you understand? The Sunday answer is, yes, I'm ready for Jesus to come back. Come quickly, Jesus. I want the Wednesday answer. When you're halfway through your rotten week and you've got another halfway to go. What are you thinking about? Living each day ready for Jesus to come back today? Or are you thinking about the weekend? I mean, what are you thinking about? Where is your allegiance? It's, it's okay to think about Jesus coming back on Sunday because that's what we're talking about today, isn't it? Jesus, come back. But on Wednesday, are you living ready for his return? See, this is the emphasis of this passage. It's where your heart is. In fact, here's the other question. Where is your heart? Where is your heart? I mean, what is it that you're longing for? Is it, is it Jesus or the new job? Is it Jesus or I need that new truck? This is the point. Because when he comes, folks, when he comes, where your heart is, is going to be revealed. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because in those kind of moments, your heart is truly revealed as far as what you're leaning towards, is it not? Where, where's your heart? So here's, here's, here's your action point. Here's what you need to understand. Because here's the point. This is where Jesus, this is really the crux of where Jesus is getting at. Be sure of your eternal destiny. You need to be sure about your destiny. Because here's what he's saying. Listen to it. Grasp what he's saying here. When it happens... Life is going to be normal. When that day happens, the sun will rise like it always did. It's going to be a normal day. And the skies will break forth. And the events will be set in motion. And it's going to be too late. And you know, here's the thing, folks. We don't know when it will happen. So are you ready? Do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? Do you truly know Jesus? Have you trusted in Him for your, with your faith? Recognize it's not because of you, not because of anything you've done or haven't done, not because of your family background or lack of family background. It's not because of how great you are or how less you are. It's not because how much you messed up or how much you didn't mess up. It's all about what Jesus did for you. He's my deliverer. He's my Savior. It's not because of me. It's because of Jesus. Are you sure of your destiny? This is the point he's making here. Yeah, it's, it's nice to get all 
oh, wow, what's going to happen? When Jesus is coming back? And getting into all those details. The issue is, is when it happens, folks, judgment is coming. Are you ready? That's the point of the passage. Thank you for being with us this morning. And we trust that today's message has been both challenging and an encouragement to your heart. At Kerwinsville Christian Church, a warm welcome is always extended to you. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. For more information about our ministry, please visit us on the web at www.kerwinsvillechristian.org. Now, on behalf of George Cannon and the entire church family, we hope that you will look to the Heavenly Father in all that you face this coming week.